You're listening to the Mental Housekeeping Podcast, Episode 1. Welcome to the Mental Housekeeping Podcast. Join me every week for new insights on what can be keeping you from living the life that you want and what you can do about it. And I'm your host, Tina Kalamanis. Welcome to the first ever episode of Mental Housekeeping Podcast with me, Tina Kalamanis, or Tina K for short, and I help you go from surviving to thriving. I'm not going to get into too much detail about my life yet. Uh, I will be sharing my story throughout this podcast series, but uh, I have something more important I want to talk to you about, so let's just dive right in. This episode is actually inspired by a quote I came across recently by Charles Darwin, who said, We stopped looking for monsters under our bed when we realized that they were inside us. I'm telling you, those monsters are indeed real and they live in our head. They are the monsters that show up when we get criticized at every turn because nothing's ever good enough. They put us down if we make any mistake when we did something, you know, wrong because we should have known better. They like to focus on what we presumably don't have or worse, that they tell us that we can't have what we want. Those monsters have the nerve to persuade us to avoid doing what would make us happy, keeping us small, and playing it safe. You know, because you don't want to bring any attention to yourself, because what would people think? They have endless judgment pinning us against one another by magnifying what someone else has versus what we don't have. And in the end, it just eats away at our self-esteem. Those monsters leave us to suffer in silence. Don't say anything. Don't do anything because you don't want to rock the boat. Okay, I'm telling you, we are not the monsters. But we've just got programmed with those monsters in our heads but they don't deserve to live there permanently. So in this podcast, I'm actually going to be rocking the boat, be bold enough to tip it over and set it on fire because those monsters have squatted in our minds for way too bloody long. I'm actually quite familiar with those monsters as they lived in my head for too long, causing endless stress and depression that stemmed from major trauma. And I carried that around for so long And I had a lot of emotional baggage and with that, a lot of anger. But the difference is now, those monsters are gone. And if they do show up in my door, and occasionally they do because they have the nerve to show up, but they don't get in, they're denied entry. Oh, and they have the audacity to try to sneak in showing up as backhanded passive aggressive comments or compliments. Yeah, I'm not having any of that and you shouldn't either. So I just quickly throw their asses to the curb. So you're going to learn how to spot these monsters and all their sneaky ways because it's vital that you get rid of the crap that's in your head so you can start to heal from any stress, from any depression, uh, any of the feelings that have you feeling like you don't belong, which is just a horrible, horrible feeling. I know. Been there. Here's the good news. We weren't born with these monsters or I'm going to call them now monster thoughts that reside in our heads and make us feel like shit in our lives. Do you think that you would have learned how to walk or talk if you were born with a thoughts like, it's too hard. I can't. I'm scared. 
No. Let's face it. None of us would ever have taken the risk of standing up and walking for the very first time because the monster thoughts would have said something like, be careful because what if you fall down and hurt yourself? Or when you tried speaking for the first time, hey, don't do that because what if you say something wrong? Uh, someone might laugh at you. Any of those sounding familiar? Okay, you get my point. These monster thoughts don't have our best interest at heart. Okay, let's rewind on how these monster thoughts came into existence and some behind the scenes of how your mind works. Since we didn't enter the world with these monsters squatting in our heads, we picked them up in our childhood mainly during the imprint stage or the development stage. So what is the imprint stage? It's from the moment you were born up until around seven years old. Some would even include the time you were in the womb. Anyway, during this time, you were like a sponge, soaking up everything around you. And it didn't matter if it was anything negative or positive. Whether it was words or behavior or feelings, it all entered your mind for life. But with the right tools and techniques, like NLP, Nothing is permanent because you have the power to change or rewire what you've absorbed in your imprint stage. And that's also the stage where you were in a constant hypnotic state and accepted anything and everything to be true without any question. And the questioning happened later on when your conscious mind started to form. And during the imprint stage, you're operating from your unconscious mind or some say subconscious, it doesn't matter, they're both the same. I just say unconscious, so that's what you're gonna hear here. That's the part of the brain that takes in everything and holds everything you learn, your behavior, your habits, and any change that needs to happen will happen on that part of the brain, the unconscious mind. So like I said, you're starting to question things a bit later, around seven years old, because that's when the conscious mind forms, also known as your critical thinking. That's the part of the brain that acts like a bodyguard to your unconscious mind. The conscious mind will rationalize what you feel, what you hear, and what you see all around you. And when the conscious mind decides to believe in something, then that belief goes through and gets stored in the unconscious mind and impacts your life on the outside, whether you're aware of it or not, and in a positive or negative way. Okay, let me explain it like this. Think of your conscious mind as the bouncer to the club, and it controls the velvet rope. And the club is your unconscious mind. And the belief can't, as in, I can't be, I can't do, I can't have, you know, that one. It shows up to a new event at the unconscious mind slash club. So the belief can't strolls past everyone in line, right up to the bouncer, your conscious mind, with an enormous amount of confidence. Ironically, can't has the confidence as it takes away all your confidence for being, doing, and having what you want in life. I told you these monster thoughts are sneaky. Anyway, Kant says to the bouncer, I've been here before and I'm on the list and flashes a fake ID. Your conscious mind slash bouncer will start rationalizing if he believes 
the belief known as can't is saying the truth. The bouncer then remembers that one time when you tried something new, can't showed up and something went wrong. It didn't work out as you expected. Easily with just one memory or reason, Kant's story checks out as true and that fake ID isn't even challenged. So now Kant passes the velvet rope into the club and heads straight to the VIP section where it meets up with his cousin, Don't. Remember Don't? Which goes way back to your childhood when your parents kept telling you, don't do this, don't do that. Meanwhile, the unconscious mind slash club is having a new event and the fake can't slipped in and is creating an atmosphere of fear and doubt, along with its partner in crime, don't. The party is ruined because of all the bullshit from can't and don't. Both need to have their fake asses kicked out of the unconscious mind. Both need to be banned from the club permanently. Because those monster thoughts get in, they hook into everything that you do, then tend to make a mess out of your life as you get older. You get what I'm saying. These monster thoughts got in when we were young because there wasn't a velvet rope to question them during the imprint stage where your mind was recording everything you learned from the people around you, how the people behaved, what they said, even the tone and the energy behind the words. So it starts with your parents, your siblings, if you have any, your extended family, school, your teachers, society, and oh yeah, the media, TV was a huge influencer. For example, money. Money is a real stressor for people and it's a common fight families have. So say your parents were arguing about money, especially when the bills had to get paid. So you'd be there recording all the feelings associated with money and the bills. Any words that you hear like, money doesn't grow on trees. There's never anything left for me. Which are monster thoughts, by the way. And any behavior such as stress or anger, disappointment, all of that gets passed to you and becomes your money story. For those of you who are a bit older, have you ever said to yourself, oh God, I'm turning into my parents. That's when you start noticing the programming from your parents that you've recorded unconsciously as a child. You start noticing the same behavior in yourself. And that is how your unconscious mind is trying to help you. This is the one main directive and it's to protect you, have your back. And it only speaks to you in symbols. Now, If only Google Translate could come up with something that could help translate the language of our unconscious mind, that would be so bloody helpful. But until then, we have to start paying attention to what shows up in our lives. Your unconscious mind wants desperately to get rid of those monster thoughts as they are squatters in your mind and don't bloody belong there. They're causing havoc to your happiness and your health. And your mind is constantly bringing up these monster thoughts to get your attention so you can get rid of them, not succumb to them or further believe in them, which just embeds those monster thoughts deeper in your head and they start sprouting roots. One of the ways that your mind speaks to you is when something is happening to you in the moment, in the now, and you feel the pain from a situation from the past. That pain from the past shows up and that memory from the past shows up. 
So what's happening now isn't the issue. Pay attention to the earliest memory that shows up in your mind and it's your unconscious mind telling you that's when the pain and all the beliefs around it got imprinted. Now, those memories that trigger past pain isn't to further hurt you. You must get this. If you don't get anything else out of this episode, get this one thing. Those memories that trigger past pain isn't to hurt you. The purpose of that is for you to be aware of the monsters that are in your head and are causing you pain and those monsters are moving you away from your true programming. And what is your true programming? It's you being completely fearless without any negative self-talk and being fully empowered and operating from love. When you feel pain, you aren't feeling any of those and instead you're feeling the complete opposite. Those monsters need you to feel like shit. That's what's feeding them. So it's time to call bullshit on them and you may have to do this repeatedly and go after the things that will make you happy because those monster thoughts hate it when you go after the things that will actually make you happy. Be aware that the monsters will try to interrupt that happiness or tell you when you are happy that it won't last. And then you say to yourself, you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I told you already that these are sneaky little bastards, but you're way, way smarter and more powerful than them. The pain will constantly repeat as long as those monsters are residing in your head. It's time to end the pain already so you're not trying to survive this life. It's time to flip the script on what's being said in your head and all the beliefs that aren't making you happy. I had a client whom I was working with in the past and I was telling her exactly what I'm telling you now. She would put herself down in her head when she was doing something that she presumed was being done wrong because she would self-criticize herself because that's what her mother did to her when she was growing up. And each time the critical thoughts will come up, it was one specific phrase that would repeat in her head. And anytime she'd want to do something that would make her happy, that voice would pop up. And that voice was her mother's voice when she was a kid. First, she understood after our conversation that that voice was bullshit. And I taught her that she can take that voice and change it, change the structure of it. This is what she did and something you can do as well. Once you hear the monster thought come up, that negative self-talk, you can play it backwards. You can repeat it in a funny voice. You can even imagine grabbing it and kicking it out of your head far enough until you don't hear it again and make that permanent. My client actually grabbed the voice and drowned it until she never heard it again. This puts you in the driver's seat of your mind. You get to control those thoughts. And the more painful the thought, the more rooted it is and may require you to seek a professional. And that is actually what I do with timeline therapy along with removing negative emotions. I can clear up those negative monster thoughts in a matter of 10 minutes without you having to tell me the story around it. And I'm telling you, there are some very powerful tools out there that work that aren't the traditional talk therapy. And I'm not knocking talk therapy. That's how I actually started on my healing journey. And I was lucky enough that my psychotherapist was trained in NLP and 
that actually started me on another journey of getting trained and having the tools to help others. So let's do a quick recap. Those monster thoughts that keep you away from your happiness and your true awesome programming were imprinted there when you're a child and can be removed. They're not there to serve you. Instead, they actually drive you away from your true happiness. There's no blame as to where or from whom we've picked up these thoughts. We all have them because they're part of the journey for us to overcome them. So it's time to flip the script, kick out those monster thoughts, taking control of the thoughts and calling bullshit on them, or actually imagining kicking them out of your head and replacing them with more positive thoughts. Repeat as necessary. You choose what gets past the velvet rope of your unconscious mind. And I'll leave you with this. Since this episode was inspired by Darwin, the guy behind the whole natural selection, how about doing a little bit of natural selection yourself in your mind and have those positive thoughts that empower you be your focus and have them win over the monster thoughts because you deserve to be happy. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this episode with your friends, anyone you think that would get some value from it. Subscribe to this podcast, leave us a review or rate the podcast. That would be very, very helpful. And in the meantime, stay awesome because you are awesome.